0: you're listening to the Ambition podcast. I'm Ellen Buchan, Insights and Communications Executive at AMBA and BJ. It is estimated that in the next decade, 70% of business and institutions will be powered by AI. I was therefore excited to speak to Sadi Sinha, who's the author of Reimagining Businesses with AI, so he could tell us about what the jobs in the future might look like, how to prepare for them, and how AI will impact our day-to-day lives in the near future here's that conversation. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your career, please?
1: Thank you for having me, Alan, on this podcast. Uh, My name is Sudhi. I presently work at UL, Underwriters Laboratories uh, in the ecosystems and new service development space. And I've been working in the technology space for more than 24 years now. I'm really glad to be here.
0: You recently co-authored a book, Reimagining Businesses with AI. Can you tell me a little bit about the book and some of the key themes?
1: Sure, Alan. So as we know that AI is taking over our world in uh, every possible way. It's touching our lives every day. It's touching every aspect of our businesses and the impact of AI is only going to increase. The idea behind writing this book was uh, to be a helpful guide for business leaders in how to think about AI, how to understand uh, AI and discover different kinds of use cases and applications which might be useful for their businesses. So it's to help different kinds of business leaders, uh, transformation change agents and uh, policy leaders to think more broadly about how AI is going to impact our lives, our businesses, Uh, is going to change the world, have a deep impact, and what can they do about it, take advantage of it. So that's really the purpose and theme behind this book. Uh, We felt that um, the world needs a little bit more education. AI is considered as a very technical topic, and it is, right, in many ways. Uh, But it also has a lot of business implications, has a lot of social implications, people implications, and we wanted to highlight those in addition to the technology dimensions as well.
0: So the book describes the information of AI in many industries and sectors, um, and I was just wondering if there was any particular area that you were kind of the most excited about AI being used?
1: Well, you know, I'm, I'm super excited about AI in many, many areas, right? So uh, in the book, as you have probably seen, we have touched on eight different industries, sectors, Uh, Healthcare is one where AI is going to have a very profound impact. In fact, it already is having because um, AI will uh, help us with uh, diagnostics, with drug discovery, with uh, remote medicines, and um, addressing all kinds of healthcare issues that are coming up and are going to impact us uh, in the future. Uh, Healthcare is very important. The recent pandemic has uh, further increased the focus on healthcare and how it relates uh, not only to human lives, but also to the economy and uh, well-being of societies, right? So healthcare is definitely very interesting, exciting, uh, a big focus area, and we see AI playing a big role. Travel and transportation is also being impacted by AI in a big way. We have all heard about autonomous driving, even though there's a big debate about autonomous driving coming and uh, when is it going to happen, right? Fully autonomous vehicles, uh, whether it's another five years, 10 years or longer, doesn't really matter. There are elements of uh, autonomy, which we can see in our different kinds of transportation already. And it's increasing by the day with the focus on decarbonization, electrification and the autonomy coming into the uh, transportation space, Uh, it's going to be a new mobility world. And not only it's uh, mobility as an independent industry, but as an integrated element of how we live, how we work, where we work, uh, and all of those different dimensions. So that's another big area. AI we see being hugely influential in retail, uh, we already see all kinds of analytics around customer, their buying behavior, the products, the way things are designed, the whole supply chain, how it's managed, even stores like uh, Amazon grow. Uh, this frictionless stores. Uh, if you look at it, uh, it, it's, it's very fancy and a lot of technology laden stores uh, creates amazing experiences for people who come in them, but it also significantly simplifies streamlines and, um, optimizes the back-end supply chain processes. So retail uh, is another area where we see huge uh, impact of AI. Uh, Financial services. uh, Financial services has been uh, one of the early adopters of AI already. uh, And in different dimensions, whether you're in banking, whether you're in insurance, uh, we use AI today already for underwriting. So all kinds of AI applications are there. I think in uh, buildings uh, is an area where we haven't seen AI as much yet, but we are starting to see applications of AI. Uh, and um, that I think will be uh, quite exciting as well. In fact, my co-author, uh, uh, Khalid al huraimal he is the CEO of this company, uh, BIA, in Middle East. And they are one of the environment and sustainability giants. Uh, he's uh, constructing a new headquarter for BIA, which is going to be a super AI, played in ai enriched. Building, you know, there are uh, in the built environment we see AI coming in. We also see uh, AI coming into citizen and government services. We see it in smart cities. So we see AI everywhere, and we will continue to see the implementation of AI in all kinds of places.
0: Yeah, I've seen the Amazon supermarkets where you can just walk out, and it knows exactly what you've taken, and it knows exactly how to charge you. It's amazing. So we've talked about how AI kind of touches in all areas of our lives and will continue to do so and in more significant ways. But there are ethical challenges surrounding AI and it always seems to be in the news with reports of AI being racist or sexist. And I was just wondering how organisations can ensure that the AI they implement is ethical
1: well, you know, uh, it's a great question you ask, Ellen. Um, there's absolutely a lot of dialogue and debate uh, going in this space around ethics and privacy as it relates to AI and more broadly digital technologies. Mm-hmm. The issue is actually not with the technology. The issue is not really an AI issue uh, or a technology issue. The um, issue comes more from the fact that uh, the training data If the training data is not the right, is not the, it doesn't have the right sample, doesn't have the right sample size, then uh, we will not be able to train the algorithms because the uh, well, so that it is inclusive, it addresses the needs and the desires and the, uh, of the whole population, right? So uh, there are lots of elements around the fundamental uh, training data construction, fundamental technology construction that are critical for AI to work effectively, right? So uh, there's definitely a lot of work which is happening in this space. And um, we will continue to see more new standards, more new policies, more new practices uh, being developed and being popularized Um, which will try to address issues around privacy, issues around ethics. The ethics is a complicated issue because uh, you have to look at inclusiveness. You have to look at uh, ensuring that there are no digital divides, right? So there are a lot of those elements which uh, come into play uh, also, that people are not denied any kind of access to services or access to uh, benefits or access to products and access to capabilities, be it in healthcare, be it in retail, be it in services transportation whichever dimension of our life right so we need to be able to uh, get everybody involved and included and the issue again is not technology it's all about uh, is all about how we use data how we train data and how we manage data
0: that's so interesting another common worry about AI that I wanted to ask you about is the idea that the increased automation of AI in of these industries will lead to job losses do you think that ai will create jobs at the same rate it causes jobs to become defunct it's an interesting
1: question right Uh, ai absolutely brings some element of automation and automation has been associated historically with uh, job losses but i would say that it's not so much about loss it's more about shift Right. So when uh, if you think and and this debate is not new, it has been there since the beginning of the industrial age, uh, really. Right. Means this debate happened uh, 100 years back when factory automation was first introduced. Right. Uh, It also happened when accounting software uh, started coming out and people thought, well, accountants will go out of job. That hasn't happened either. Right. So I think that the nature of job will shift. It's not that uh, total number of jobs will go away or will significantly reduce. Uh, New functions, new work streams will get created and we will have to train and equip ourselves uh, to be able to meet those, right? To be able to uh, be suitable for that job market, for that environment. So I think it's uh, something interesting to keep a watch on that Instead of worrying about that I'm going to lose my job, I think the question to ask there would be, how do I train myself for this new world order which is coming? We have to keep in mind that any of these changes and shifts don't happen overnight. They take years. Today, we are talking about AI a lot and everybody's talking about AI and it's making a big impact. But AI didn't start like yesterday or even in the last 10 years. AI has been in the works for more than 70 years now. Right when the first research initiative in the Dartmouth College started. Now, for the first 50 years or so, it was largely in the academic space and also it bled into the defense industry uh, quite a bit. And now in the last 10 years or so, it has become more mainstream in the consumer space and is increasingly getting into the industrial space. So that's a dimension that we have to keep in mind that, Shifts happen over time and we get enough time to prepare ourselves. Now, acquiring new skills is always hard. We just need to prepare for it. The other thing to keep in mind is uh, AI is not a magic potion that is going to solve everything. AI is uh, fundamentally a branch of mathematics or statistics uh, more precisely, and it's at the intersection of statistics and computer sciences and data technologies. Right. So this whole decision sciences space, it requires people to have deep domain knowledge wherever it gets applied. In that situation, people who really develop deeper understanding of the business domain, uh, understand the society, the economics, the underlying behavior of why things work the way they work, they always have and will continue to have a lot of relevance. So I would say that it's a shift. It's not a loss.
0: What skills do you think that leaders entering industry should be learning to succeed in an AI-driven workplace?
1: Great question. Um, And actually, we go uh, quite a bit about that in the book as well. So, there are a few fundamental skills which are critical, and those are critical uh, for business leaders or aspiring business leaders in order to be successful. First and foremost, understanding the business fundamentals from value creation to value capture, right? How uh, economics work and how money moves and how you can participate in that economic activity and create uh, an economic engine for your business. So understanding the flow of money the uh, flow of wealth, value creation, and value capture that's something fundamental. Uh, and I think everybody should have it, whether you are interested in AI or more broadly in business. The second very important skill, in my opinion, is having a good understanding and grounding on strategy. Right? So, strategy is all about figuring out where to play and how to win. Now, AI is a tool that you can apply in order to be successful in your endeavors. But AI is not going to create the strategy for you. AI can help you reach the strategy. AI can also help you simulate the outcome of a, or potential outcomes of a strategy. Right. And can actually create some very, very rich insights based on all kinds of black swan events and other types of influences. But AI is not a substitute for good uh, background, good homework and uh, deep thinking on the strategy. Having good people skills is important because end of the day, we need to understand people. We need to work with people and we need to motivate people. Having a fundamental grounding on technology, especially uh, what's data, what's good data, uh, what are the different types of analytics. Because AI is all about analytics, really, right? So what are the different types of analytics? How to distinguish between good analytics and bad analytics? There are uh, multiple different types of algorithms, right? Finding out which algorithms are suited for which type of a problem statement, right? So having a general analytical mind, having a good... Technical understanding of the different choices, options and possibilities being uh, rooted into the fundamentals of strategy and having a solid understanding of business fundamentals, especially from economics and finance. Uh, I think those are critical skills and then depending on whichever domain you get into there are uh, nuances of that domain whether it's in whichever industry you get into whether it is retail whether it is construction whether it is transportation or financial services they all require some different types of skills and understanding and uh, acquiring those are helpful. I think what's fundamentally important is not to think of AI as a out of the world creation. It is important to think of AI as a capability that today we can apply in solving big complex problems. Not every problem is uh, suited well for AI, right? So making that distinction, understanding those differences is critical.
0: You've talked about lots of different sectors, but obviously, we're firmly it in the education one. And I was wondering how in particular you think that education and um, specifically postgraduate management education will be transformed by AI in the future?
1: In the education sector, AI is going to play a role in many different ways. One, there are concepts of gamification, uh, the neuroscience of play, Uh, you know, combined with some uh, techniques around natural language processing, uh, maybe even some image perception, reasoning systems, and knowledge-based systems, which are all different disciplines of AI. So AI is a fairly broad topic. Machine learning is one of the disciplines of AI, as are some of these other ones that I talked about, right? So I think a lot of those capabilities one will help make education become more immersive and also become education more personalized. In uh, that way, the impact and the effectiveness of education will be significantly high. So that's one big difference uh, that we see uh, happening. Second is uh, it starts from personalization, but it, it goes actually a lot beyond uh that as well. Learning is not an event. Learning is a process which comprises of millions of micro events. And each individual, we learn in very different ways. And the way we learn, the medium, the technique, Uh, when all kinds of things change over time based on the experiences that we get, based on the stimuli that we receive from the environment, right? So AI can help synthesize all of those micro moments and those micro experiences to stitch together uh, uh, a narrative by each individual that this is why a person learns and is able to apply that learning in a way that she or he does. Like if I go 10 years back in history, I would have never said that I would be writing books. Writing books has today become a way for me to internalize my own learning, right? And this is my third book, and hopefully I will do a few more. But this is something which is more recent, than what used to be earlier, right, in my earlier part of life. So people change. And all of these changes, all of these experiences, all of these micro events, they are different data points. And AI can help sort through all of those data points and make sense out of it. So that's another big way in which AI is going to transform education. I think the third way where AI impacts education is more on the Operational execution of education, because if we look at the um, administrative processes uh, and the burden that um, leading up to the presence or lack of effectiveness of uh, the education system to some degree, especially in the early years, in the school years or even in the college years, uh, We could use AI and other types of digital technologies to make the administrative processes of education, the analytics behind uh, the administration of education, a lot more efficient and uh, effective. So, that's another way education will be impacted uh, by AI. Plus, AI in itself, because this is uh, not yet a very uh, well understood are disciplined by the broad masses as many other disciplines are. So there is a a big gap between demand and supply, and not only for data scientists, but all different kinds of capabilities related to AI and on different levels, all different parts of the world, really. So in such a situation, education plays a big role in uh, spreading that capability, spreading that knowledge around the world. That's another big, and this is something which has to start right from your school days, early school days, and uh, continue not only through college and uh, entry into the professional life, but even uh, uh, beyond that, because learning is a continuous process, really. That's a great question, and
0: <laughs> I can agree more, but you kind of round off the podcast. I like to ask for kind of like simple, practical steps on an issue, so I was wondering what you thought were some easy steps that business leaders listening could take to ensure that they are keeping up with technology while ensuring it remains safe.
1: Read the book, <laughs> 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 but uh, no, this this is uh, uh, jokes aside, right? <laughs> I think um, uh, you know um, what's important is. Uh, the world is changing very fast and it's changing in very interesting ways. To some degrees, it seems in unpredictable ways, but in reality, maybe not as much. It's just that we always don't stitch the story together really well. So I think the, uh, the most important step is for us to keep an open mind, open eyes and open ears, because then we can uh, receive stimuli on what's happening around us. Things which are interesting, things which are different, and even uh, things which are in which are shaping up to be patterns. So being observant, being receiving what's going on is very critical, which includes understanding what kind of technologies are coming in play. You know, so receiving that input is very important. The second very important step, actually, equally, if not more important than receiving stimuli is being able to contextualize what's happening with your own context with the context of your business right and being able to apply those technology capabilities or macroeconomic changes or socio political influences on your business environment you know so uh, as an example I means it's not really related to ai in that sense manufacturing broadly as a topic was um, a lot of manufacturing was moving into Asia, specifically China, where you know, China ended up becoming manufacturer of the world. Now, because of geopolitical reasons, uh, localization of manufacturing also started, right? But at the same time, the pandemic also highlighted that there are certain types of capabilities which are required in each country to be present, whether it is related to vaccine production or um, access to metals or other kinds of goods and services, right? So so if there is a shift in the underlying manufacturing industry, what does that mean and how does that uh, impact me, right? Or my business, right? So need to be able to have that sort of an application, understanding or application hypothesis about shifts which are happening in the broader technical space, uh, in the macroeconomic space, and those uh, socio-political space. So that's the second, uh, I would say, is uh, critical. Third is being able to network. Network with uh, folks from not only your industry, but other industries. So as an example, and this is going to impact AI uh in many ways, right? So it will dramatically increase the adoption and use of AI at the same time, uh, AI will also influence 5G. Now we have been talking about 5G for a long time. 5G rollouts have started in certain countries. Uh, Mostly it is still in the telecom space, but we have already started seeing 5G impacting uh, from the telecommunication space into the, uh, the automotive space right? Then it will move more into the consumer and the industrial space, right? So it is shifting. So if I work in the industrial space and I want to talk about 5G, I won't find many peers um, who have a lot of uh, experience or knowledge or depth. But I can go and talk to other uh, colleagues from the automotive industry or from the electronics industry, maybe even the consumer industry. So cross-industry, cross-cultural, cross-geography, um, you know, network, dialogues, those are also very important, and you know, like when students are going through business schools, that's a huge advantage they have. Especially the uh, the international business schools, you start developing networks, and you need to continue to cultivate those networks. I think that that's very very important. So those would be my three suggestions.
0: Well, thank you so much. I think that's all we have time for, but um, thank you for such an engaging discussion, and I feel like I've learned so much in such a small amount of time.
1: Thank you so much, Ellen. I absolutely enjoyed talking uh, with you and you know discussing these topics with you.
0: Thank you so much to Sadi for being on the podcast today. If you'd like to read his book, Reimagining Businesses with AI, go to any good bookseller. If you'd like more about leadership, head to com forward slash ambition, and make sure to subscribe to the Ambition podcast